politics, power, and the people. From Washington, D.C., this is The Week on the Hill. Yeas at 2.30, the nays are 2.01, the motion is adopted. The House vote to avert a government shutdown came less than 12 hours before a midnight deadline for October 1st, the start of the new fiscal year. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and much like a school kid who puts off a term paper until the day before it's due, Congress has again kept the lights on for the federal government. In this case, funding will continue through December 16th before lawmakers have to again approve either another stopgap spending bill or actually approve a budget for the entire year. The House vote was 230 to 201, with 10 Republicans joining Democrats to approve the latest legislation. Massachusetts Democrat Jim McGovern, like many others, alluded to the damage from Ian, citing it among many reasons the continuing resolution needed to be approved. I'm begging my Republican friends, can we please at least come together on providing relief to communities devastated by hurricanes? Can we all agree that we ought not to shut the government down in the middle of a major national disaster response. But Republicans, including Pennsylvania's Guy Reschenthaler, argued against the bill, charging it's another example of what they say is Democrats' out-of-control spending. The inflation rate has increased by 550 percent since January of 2021. Total government spending during that time has increased over $9 trillion. This is out-of-control spending that's leading to this inflation. It's costing the average American family $6,000 a year. And this CR does absolutely nothing to address inflation. It does nothing to bring the economic crisis to an end. Democrats counter that a vote against the legislation was effectively a vote to shut down the government. But most House Republicans clearly felt comfortable with their no votes, which were encouraged by the GOP leadership, including House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, who hopes to become House Speaker after the midterm elections. The woman who's the current House Speaker, Nancy Pelosi, says she feels good about the Democrats' congressional candidates and what they're talking about. This is an election about contrast. Nationwide abortion ban, respecting freedom of choice for families. Kitchen table issue like prescription drugs, lowering the cost of prescription drugs, the Republicans wanting to reverse that. But Republicans remain favored to retake the House, even if it's not by the larger margin some predicted earlier this year. Speaker Pelosi bristled when she was asked if she expected to retain her position after the elections. I'm strictly focused on winning the next election. Do you want to talk about that? Okay, is that your question? Who's next? Republicans, meanwhile, gathered on the steps of the Capitol this week and made their case for regaining control of the House. Louisiana Congressman Steve Scalise is the minority whip. As we go around the country, you're hearing the same recurring theme. Families are struggling under the weight of big government socialism. What Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi have done the last two years to ram through trillions in spending, mountains of heavy regulation, and more big government socialism, it's hurting the lower income families of America. It's costing people jobs, it's making it harder for them to put food on the table, and people are saying enough is enough. A recent Washington Post-ABC News poll finds that three in four Americans think the economy is not so good or poor. And polls consistently show Republicans doing better with voters on issues including the economy and crime. Democrats have been helped by the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe versus Wade, gaining energy on the issue of abortion rights. Democrats also do better on climate change. While Republicans are favored to gain enough seats to win the House, the Senate, which is now 50-50, remains extremely tight. 
Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell earlier received attention when he referred to the quality of Senate candidates. He was asked about that again this week and his party's prospects. In every election, every year, this year, past years, it's great to have terrific candidates. We're in a bunch of close races. I think we have a 50-50 shot of getting the Senate back. It's going to be really, really close either way, in my view. The Senate will likely turn on just a few key races. In Georgia, Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock faces a tough re-election, though his Republican opponent, Herschel Walker, the former football star, has stumbled at times during the campaign. Republicans also hope to knock off Nevada Senator Catherine Cortez Masto, who's running against former State Attorney General Adam Laxalt, the grandson of former Senator Paul Laxalt. In Pennsylvania, former Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, a Democrat, is in a close race with Republican Mehmet Dr. Oz, who's backed by former President Trump. Democrats believe they caught a break in New Hampshire with the Republican nomination of Don Bulldock, who's supported by Donald Trump as well. The GOP nominee has sought to tone down some of his past positions to appeal to independents in his race against Senator Maggie Hassan. Other Senate races getting a lot of attention include Ohio, Wisconsin, North Carolina, and Arizona. Members of Congress seeking re-election and their opponents will be on the campaign trail from now until November 8th. And lawmakers were clearly happy to leave Washington with relatively little fanfare. As Senate Minority Leader McConnell noted to reporters before the votes on the short-term spending bill to keep the government running. You're going to all say goodbye to us and we're going to go out and slug it out for the next six weeks. And after they slug it out, it'll be up to the voters to declare the winners. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and this is The Week on the Hill. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.